Hey everyone, welcome to Orange Crushing It, a weekly series dedicated to high drive, passionate and motivated individuals. I'm your host, Frank Clark, President and CEO of The Mr. Orange. This shows a weekly dose of business, life and personal development principles geared toward bringing out the adrenaline junkie and overachiever in each and every one of you. As a seasoned entrepreneur of over five companies producing hundreds of millions in revenue, I'm going to personally be sharing my stories of success and, of course, my life-defining massive screw-ups, <laughs> as well as featuring inspiring guests, business leaders, athletes, thrill-seekers who just truly want to walk their talk and make life happen. Stick around, and let's get crushing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orange Crushing It. My name is Frank Clark. I'm the CEO of The Mr. Orange. Again, welcome to the show. I don't know if this is my 10,000th show or my 10th show. <laughs> I don't know. If you've been listening to any of them or all of them, I really appreciate you sharing in the orange energy space, if you will. And, and you know, what is that all about anyways? The orange energy space is all about being driven. It's all about being passionate. It's all about that inherent thing that we all have inside of us to want to win, to succeed, to be successful, to feel accomplished, to feel significant, to feel appreciated. We all have it. We all do it. And out there would be basically what I've categorized it as the orange spirit, the orange drive. And I love to have orange energy. And I love to crush it every single day and crush it with my goals and everything else. And today I want to talk about just being independent because part of that orange crushing energy comes from my personal drive to be independent. You know, I moved out of my house when I was 17 years old. And I thought it was a big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, I, I can't even fathom. Sometimes kids today moving out at 16, 15, 18. Shit, I had my stepson, you know, 24 years old, and he's still living at home in California. And I guess the average age out there for that stuff is, you know, 25, 26. I mean, to me, that's crazy. I, I'm like, get out, get out, get stuff going. You know, I, I remember when I moved out, <laughs> one, of the, one of the coolest things, I think, at first was that I got to buy my own food. So I didn't have to share anything with anyone. I had to share with my siblings or my parents. So the Lucky Charms were mine. The ramen noodles, I got to eat them all for me. Of course, the beer I bought and a lot of shit, I wasn't sharing that either with anybody because I was independent. And it felt really, really good. And, you know, I subsequently had kids in my early 20s. And when you're raising children, if you're like anybody else, you like to give them a little independence, right? You teach them how to ride a bike. And then they start riding it. And then they ride it all the way down the street. And they ride it three blocks away. Then they're a mile away from your house. You want them to be independent. You taught them how to be independent. You taught them how to ride the vehicle that will make them independent. And then they get independent. And it's like, holy shit, they don't need me. They don't want to spend time with me. They don't want to be around me. And what I really want to talk about today is that fine line between letting go of the rope and hanging on too tight. When I uh, was early in my career, professional career, uh, if you probably listened to some of my other podcasts, I've always been an entrepreneur and I've always loved that spirit. And the spirit of an entrepreneur I saw written one time on a plaque. And the plaque said, a real entrepreneur is somebody that would work 100 hours a week for the sheer pleasure of never working 40 for somebody else. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is, right? I'm out to either direct my own life or become a part in somebody else's life. I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not about that. I'm not about signing up for, you know, not being in control or not being the, the master of my own destiny, if you will, at some level. So I always wanted to start a company. And so I did. I started really my first official company, even though I had little ones growing up. 
my first official company when I was 26 years old. One of the things that I was really focused on in my business early on, other than making sales and you know growing the, the company, is we sold used equipment and still do, for a matter of fact, to this day. But a lot of times what we're really selling is information. If you think about the real estate industry, people hire realtors because they don't have the time or the energy or really the savvy to sell their own house. But, you know, at the end of the day, really, between a homeowner and a real estate agent, the real estate agent is providing information. This is where the house is. This is what it's all about. And so they're selling you information at some level. And that's kind of what we do when you broker equipment, you broker cars, you broker anything, you're a middleman, you're selling the information of where this stuff is, where the resources are to get it. And information you can put in a database. And I was always, always freaking out that my staff would quit and start a competing business on the fact that they just have to take the information and go hang out, you know, hang up a placard and call themselves a business. And, you know, this is again early stages of running a company when I didn't really know all the ins and outs of running a company and all the ins and outs of having great corporate culture and all the ins and outs of, you know, what it takes to make something that's long and sustainable over a lot of, a lot of years. Instead, I was just, you know, focusing on this paranoia that people would leave and start their own thing. Again, maybe like paranoia that parents have some time to time. Their kids are going to leave. That fear factor. You know, and as I focused more on it, sure enough, some employees left and they started competing businesses. And of course, my first reaction was, I'm pissed. This really sucks. <laughs> you know, and now I'm competing against my friends. And, and I didn't really like that because I was focused on the fear. So I said, you know what? If I'm going to focus on something, let's focus on something positive. Let's focus on helping people have the best quality of life that they can possibly have working in my company. And so, as you may know, and you may have heard me speak about a few times, I got involved in personal development, personal growth, and motivational seminars, and learned from mentors like Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and, you know, a lot of the bigger guys back in the day. In the future, you know, Jim Rohn and Dr. Wayne Dyer and Keith Cunningham and some really, really cool guys that I've learned a lot of stuff from over the time. And I decided that my corporate culture was going to be based strictly around this level of independence and having my staff treat their customers and treat my business as if they owned it themselves. And so as a bonus that I would send some of my better employees, I would send them off to these great seminars. One of them is a Tony Robbins event called Date with Destiny, which is really intense because you get in touch with your, you know, all of your feelings, you get in touch with all of your values and your beliefs and the things that have limited you, and you get around all your rules, all the things that you've ever decided that was a rule for your your value. In other words, if for example, success has always been a strong value of mine, but I didn't know that I had a rule around it. I didn't know I had a rule as to how I actually sh- you know witnessed success or how, how did success come up in my life. But I did. I had a rule about that. I also had all these values I'd do anything to avoid. I didn't know I had a list of these things until that, until that seminar, but I did. You know, things like rejection or loneliness or poverty or uh, being humiliated or things like that. You know, things I, I wanted anything in the world to avoid having happen. And yet there was a rule behind that too, right? There's a certain rule as to how that showed up and manifested for me in my life. So as long as I kept my rules the same and as long as I kept my values the same, some of the things were counter to making things successful. So I really, you know, if you're afraid of rejection, which I was, and yet you want to be successful and you're in sales, well, at some level, you're going to be able to embrace rejection because rejection is part of sales. Hell, rejection is part of life. Rejection is part of relationships. Rejection is part of getting a job. Rejection is part of making the team. Rejection is part of life. And if you can't get your head around it and wrap yourself around, that it's going to happen from time to time. 
and you want a rejection-less life, well, it's going to be difficult to make it happen. Anyway, so I, I really liked all these values, and I really liked all this positivity. So back in uh, like 2000, I made every single person in my company, I didn't make them, I, I asked them if they wanted to go, and eventually they all decided to use yes, go and attend these personal development seminars. So they all got a taste of it, and they're all walking on fire, and then they'd come home, and you know, they'd come see me again, and they'd be like, oh, this is so awesome, this is so great, I love this, and they'd go home and tell their spouses, and their spouses would come and firing at me. Frank, what did you do to my husband? What did you do to my wife? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, they're telling me I have to do this seminar now. I got to eat healthy and we got to pay attention to our values and we pay attention to our dreams. And I'm like, what did you do? You raised a monster. You created a monster in my family. So I'm like, all right, well, shit, I guess I got to send all you people now to these seminars. So I did it. It became not only a corporate culture, but in some of our employees' families, it became a family culture. And I know some of you are out there probably going, man, this guy's really drinking the Kool-Aid. And man, they, you don't have to talk about brainwashing. No, it wasn't really like that at all. Okay, not to say that some of our brains could use a good scrubbing once in a while. And I know mine occasionally gets a good scrubbing and a necessary washing, if you will. Um, <laughs> but it's always healthy to take another look at things. It's always healthy to take a, a, a fresh look at life. It's always healthy to take a fresh look at the things that aren't serving us or limiting us. Anyway, so I decided all of my employees would go and I would pay and have, you know, their spouses go too. And then I decided, hey, you know what? It'd be really cool. Let's incentivize our sales team. If they do really, really, really well, I'll pay for them to go to Fiji and go to this great seminar that Tony has called Date with Destiny again. And it would be held in Fiji. It's really amazing climate. And it's a beautiful scenery. And I mean, you get to really know, you get to see the Fijian people who, by the way, in my opinion, are some of the most beautiful people on the planet. If you've never been to Fiji, please get there because it's just an amazing situation, amazing experience. So I pay for people to go to these seminars. And what would happen, pretty much 99% of the time, they would come back and go, Frank, thank you. That was always oh, so moving. It was awesome. I really appreciate it. I love it. And guess what? I decided that I need to be independent and I'm leaving your company and starting a new, my own thing. And some of them started the same company I had competing with me. And some of them were really close to me, you know, and I'm like, fuck, this really sucks. And I had to sit back and look at it and go, well, wait a minute, Frank, you're, you're, you want people to have the greatest quality of life, much like your kids. You want them to have the greatest quality of life. And then when they leave and, and have the greatest quality of life, when you teach them to be independent, you teach them a great business, you teach them how to make money, and then they leave and do what you're doing and you're pissed off about it. And, you know, how many times in our lives does that happen? You know, the truth of everything, really, in life is that it's going to end. Every single thing on the physical plane, whether it's materialistic or otherwise, or human body, or if, you know, if you can basically tie DNA or atoms and neutrons to any of it, okay, it starts and it ends. Everything. Your life starts and your life ends. Your friendships start and they end. Careers start and end. Materialistic things that you own have a start date and an end date, and then they become somebody else's, including your own children. And I don't want to look at this as in a morbid situation, but it's true. Everything starts and everything ends, and everything in between, okay, is our what we do with it. Do we enjoy it? Do we share it? Do we grow it? Do we make it better than it already was? And hell, if you're making people's lives better, and to the end that they 
go out and have a better life. Well, isn't that really the ultimate goal? Isn't that the ultimate thank you? Isn't that the ultimate level of success? I mean, some things never seem to have an end, like Motley Crue's final tour or the Stones. <laughs> they never seem to end the final tour. And you know what? Quite honestly, I'm okay with that because the Rolling Stones can play forever and ever and ever. I mean, they can play it every, they can play live at my funeral when I die at 150. I don't care. Keith Richards, whatever you're doing, buddy, keep doing it. You're staying alive. And also Motley Crue. Those guys can, and Aerosmith, I know this is supposed to be the 50th tour and this is the last one. I hope these guys are just messing with us. They stick around for a long time. Now, Cher, on the other hand, please, make your final tour the final one. Don't keep coming back on this one. <laughs> Anyhow, I digress. The point of it is, is that everything does end, right? Everything does end, and your tenure with a, with a company is going to end also. And again, if your employees leave and they start something that's independent of you, that's a great that's a great accomplishment, especially if they then, you know, mentor it from you and learn something great and become like you, right? Successful. I remember when this happened to me one time, one time in particular, there was somebody very, very close to me, and I never thought this would happen, that this person in particular would leave and start a competing business, nonetheless the same kind of business as me. And when it happened, I went back to another Tony Robbins event and I said, Okay, I wanna ask somebody, I'm gonna ask these group of people what is the reason that that happened? And so at the time I was learning about how all of us have these inherent six human needs. This is not something I created. This is something I learned at a Tony Robbins event. And Tony, you full credit for this. It was all about our basic six human needs. And, you know, what are those needs? There's the need to be significant. There's the need to feel certain. There's the need to have variety in our life. There's the need for growth, the contribution, and love. And those basic six needs, if they're met, with a person or a friend or, or a job um, or a spouse or whatever, family member, you typically never leave that person. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, all right, well, let's see. Uh, what do I have six? Oh, my dog. My dog always gives me <laughs> my six human needs. I always know he's going to come when I call him. He's always going to make me feel significant. It's all variety. I can go play the ball with him. I can throw. I can run with him. You know, he loves me. He adds to my growth and, and he's always contributing to my happiness. Yep, my dog. That's my number one six human needs <laughs> person or thing that's making my life better. But then I also started thinking about, okay, well, where are the people in my life that are meeting these needs? And the reason I bring this up is because not only is it important that people in my life meet my needs, but it's also very, very important that I meet theirs. And if I've ever fell down anywhere in my life or anybody, if you listen to this podcast and I fell down on you somewhere in, my, in your life, I apologize for not meeting those particular six human needs because at some level, that's what's going on. And so anyways, I'm complaining to Tony at this event saying, you know, hey, this person left my company and I'm really pissed about it. Pissed. Because, well, Frank, didn't you treat, you, didn't you teach these people? Didn't you help gift them this stuff? Didn't you, didn't you introduce them a lot of this stuff? Yeah, yeah, I did, you know, or my circle of friends did, or they were influenced somehow. Okay, then why are you feeling so bad? You didn't meet their six human needs. Otherwise, they'd stay with you forever. And to some degree at that moment, I was pissed. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the case. I'm basically getting screwed. And I just looked at it from my standpoint. Me, 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 me. My whole ego got in my way. It was all about what's most important to me rather than what's the most important to the other people that I'm trying to influence. And it was a pivotal mark in my life because I also think that, you know, again, that feeling to be independent, if we're teaching people how to do that, we have to let them be independent when they choose to exercise that right. 
it's a tough thing, right? It's a tough thing when, especially you know, your kids are getting to the point. If you've got some empty nesters that are on this, that are listening to the podcast today, I know what that feels like, right? You know, as, or to some of you, you know what it feels like. Or when they decide they're going to move to another part of the country or another part of the world, and they're not as accessible for proximity to you, they move away. And they do it because, well, they made a learn from you. And what did you do? Well, you moved out at 17, Dad. You know, you went and lived in California. You moved from New England. Now you're living in Florida. You've been all, you traveled all over the world. You've done the things that you want other people to do. So if you're listening out here today, I really hope at some level you decide, you know, to keep making your world and training people how to be independent and free. Teach people how to feel inspired. Teach people how to have great six human needs. Like they feel certain. They feel significant. They're, con- they're contributing. They're loving. They're growing. They're having variety constantly in their lives. And, tr- and make people's work environment, make people's lives around that. To enhance that and to give that to them on a regular, regular basis. There was a post I put up on Facebook today. There's a post from Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, poet and storyteller. And Emerson says, to know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. And I love this, man. I love this phrase. I actually heard it at a eulogy my brother-in-law gave for his dad. And it was about success and it was about how important it is to, you know, leave your mark on the world. So knowing that someone's lived better and breathed easier because you existed, because you helped and you just were alive, that is the truest essence of success. And if you're out there and you're, again, in this great orange energy, this drive, this enthusiasm, the feeling to win, understand that feeling to win and that the ability to win is helping somebody else be free of you, be free of your situation. I mean, shit, if you're going through a divorce sometimes, sometimes it's easier to let the other person go. If you're in a situation where the relationship just isn't working and you know it, it might be time to just say to that other person, I need to let you be free to be the person you want to be. And I'm not holding you back. You need people, again, relationships start, relationships end and everything, except if we run a spiritual plane, everything ends. In, a spiritual, in the spiritual realm, I believe, and you know, some of you may believe you know, that your soul lives on forever and it goes on through eternity. Some of us believe that our soul lives until it learns all the lessons it needs to learn, then we're happy. We, wherever that heaven or whatever the, the next resting ground is for that. And I do believe in that as well, but I also still believe that everything in the material world ends. Like this podcast will end. Hopefully you're listening all the way to the end <laughs> and you didn't make it end at the 10-minute mark. So in life and in the rest of your week and in the rest of your day, after you're listening to this, think about how you can make somebody's life special. Think about how you can meet all of their needs. They're six human needs, and they're really simple just by making them feel good. And also give them the freedom. Let their wings sprout. Let them go and let them be independent. Let your children be independent. Teach your staff to be forward-thinking. Let your spouse, let your, your significant other person in your life know that they have the wings to be free and to do what they need to do and that they love to do, especially if it enhances their life and enhances your relationship. I hope you guys enjoyed the broadcast today. Stay inspiring. Create that orange crushing it energy and have an amazing day. Stay inspiring, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orange Crushing It. Hope you're fired up to take on your week with unstoppable energy. Hey, if you like the broadcast, please subscribe. Share it with your best buds and please write a badass review. You can reach me at themrorange.com. Stay inspiring, all.